0: Yes, people, we are back. It's another week, so you get another episode of the official weekly echo chamber. And as we do, we're going to start off with the UK box office top 10 for the weekend of the first to the third of October. October. So, at number 10, still holding on, people, it is Space Jam, A New Legacy. So this is from Malcolm D. Lee, and, you know, we've got LeBron James, Don Cheadle, Cedric Joe, uh, and a bunch of other people, you know, a lot of voice actors and the whatnot. So at number nine, it is the Aretha Franklin, Aretha Franklin um, feature, Respect, you know, starring Jennifer Hudson as Aretha. Uh, and it is directed by Leslie Tommy, you know, also starring Forrest Whitaker, Marlon Wayne, Titus Burgess. You know what I mean? I definitely one I, I I do want to see. Alright, so that means, people, at number eight, don't say it five times, especially not into a frigging mirror. It is Candyman, and this is Nia Da Costa with um, Yaya Abdul Malastan, um, Tiana Paris, Nathan Stewart Jarrett. Coleman Domingo, who Vanessa Williams and a bunch more up in that one. Yeah, I do want to see. It. I am just whew, too, uh, yeah, too frightened. <laughs> At number seven, we got the Crants of New Age. Uh, so that's from Joel Crawford. Uh. Then at number six we got new in at number six. too. it's Chalmera Mera Free. Three. I have no clue. I have no clue what this is. People, I ain't gonna lie. It's from uh, Jariot Singh, um, Simi Shahal Amaragil Agushabad. So uh, yeah, which means. At number six, no, at number five. Oh shit, we're in the top five people. At number five, it's the Soprano sequel, The Many Saints of Newark, right? From Alan Taylor, and we've got Leslie Odom Jr., John Befano, Vera w- Farmiga, and the great Joey Diaz. Boom. So at number four, it's Paw Patrol, the movie. Yeah. So that's from Carl Broncar. All right. So, top three people at number three, it is Sean Levy's Free Guy. You know, we got Ryan Reynolds, Jody Kulmer, Taka Wahidi, Little Ray Housey, you know what I mean? John Cena. Yeah, it's all right, you know what I mean? If you like Ready Player One, you'll dig it. At number two this week, oh, it's a great one. It's Shang-Chi and the Legends of the Ten Rings. We talked about it a few weeks ago. Destin Daniel Creighton doing his thing in the MCU. We've got Simi Liu. we got Aquafina. We have got Michelle Yu and a whole heap of other very talented individuals kicking some arse. So, at number one this week, people, we have got the new entry in the Bond franchise. It is No Time to Die. So, it's from uh, Carrie Joy Fakamuja. Um, And we've got, you know, Anna D. Amas, Daniel Craig, Leah Sedu, Ralph Fiennes, Rami Malik. We got Naomi Harris, Jeffrey Wright, Lashana Lynch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some talented motherfuckers, right? I don't know, people. I'm a little worried, but I will check it out at some point for sure. But yeah, that is our top ten. So we've got, um, it's a two-parter, it's a two-parter, people. So in part one, we've got three films, three. So, uh, yeah, are you ready to get into those? All right, sit back and let's get it popping. Whoa. Okay, people, so let's get into our first film, which is uh yeah, all right people. So it's a little confusing, right? Because a, 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 new films hit Amazon Prime, and um, you know, I thought I'd give one of those a, a, a check because you know, it wasn't very long 90 minutes. So I went, All right, let me check this. Had Piers Brosnan in, so Pierce, like, Piers, I like Piers, he's a good actor whoo, <laughs> you know, sometimes don't do it, That's what I mean. sometimes don't do it, hold back, All right, so yeah, but it's weird, because this, this film Urge, right, which is showing on Prime in the UK as a new film, when I look into it, it was, had, it was kind of released in 2016, so it's weird, because it a limited release, right, then it went on to DVD, which, you know, but yeah, it's weird, because it's not a new film. But Prime UK says it is. Anyway, people, anyway. So it is directed by Aaron Kaufman. Uh, Jerry Stuhl wrote the screenplay. From a story by Guy Buzik, Aaron Kaufman, and Jason Zumwatt it is produced by Joran Bazalili, Warren Goz Eric gold Mark neverdeen and skip Williamson cinematography is Lyle Vincent it is edited by Jer- Jer- Jerry no Jeffrey Wolf I don't know how I'm struggling with that name Jeffrey Jeffrey Right. The music is from the Newton Brothers. Uh, and the cast. Well, people. Well, you know, there's a lot of people that people will know. So you have Pierce Brosnan. He plays the man. Uh, Ashley Green is Teresa. Justin Chatwin is Jason. Bretner. Um, Alexis Knapp is Joey, Danny Matheson is Neil he's kind of one of the main well it's Neil and Jason who are the main two kind of, we have Ki Hoi as Zimora. Bar Pally as Denise, Chris Green is Vic Nick Fawn is Danny Jeff Faye Faye is Gerald, and Alison Loman is mother, so yeah, now, the gist of the film is this uh oh, where am I um. Uh got turned around. Uh, Bent on having fun, a group of friends decide to take a vacation in a sun-kissed island. Intent on spending an entire weekend of partying and drinking, they're excited about the long night of debauchery ahead of them at the local club, Volcano. The friends have a chance encounter with the nightclub's mysterious owner who introduces them to the light of an entirely different drug, the Urge. However, before long, as the ecstatic holidaymakers shed their inhibitions, the dream turns into a deadly nightmare, transforming the idyllic tropical retreat into a bloody playground. So, I mean, we've kind of had, you know, this story numerous times over the years, right? But, you know, I think it's always interesting to see people's iterations of things. So we open up, Hey, the opening credits were kind of just banging and irritating. But once we get out of the way, we're with Neil, he's... He's a business tycoon, right? And he is basically, you know, we we see him brokering a deal, right? And it looks all pleasant at the beginning, but he's, well, I mean, kind of. But basically, you know, he's, he's showing I've got all the power. You know, you people need to be quiet and do what the hell I'm telling you, right? That That's essentially uh, how they're kind of showing it, you know? So we have this, and it's a bit like, mm, okay, okay, fine, fine, whatever, but... He's saying, ah, I need to tie this up because I'm going away. You hear that noise? That's my helicopter. My friends are on the roof, and we're going." So he's invited all his friends to go to this island, and he's, be, he's super rich, so he is lavishing them with money. Now there's a few things that are a bit odd, right? Because, yeah, we're, we're meant to be, he's filthy rich. He owns a house on this island. But then when we have them go to the nightclub, it's like he doesn't know what this place is. You know, he struggles to get in and it's just like, hmm, what? So it's a bit odd, you know, that he he owns a place. he, he He's been here, but he doesn't know anything. But anyway so yeah we, we we see the friend dynamic you know there, there's often obviously the one who everyone takes the mickey out of you've got um jason who is meant to be the the drifter type you know the others are in relationships and he's just like uh, i'm just having a different girl every night of the week uh, you know that that he's supposedly an artist right um does a mural for Neil? We find out something about that later in the film, which again kind of takes away from another aspect of we're told. Right? It's a, it's a weird. It's weird. There's a lot of messy um trip ups in here, which make which you did go that it makes no sense. You no, know, but. Yeah, so they're at that this, and he's like, "Oh, um, let's go to this nightclub. You know, I've got all this booked. We have got cabs, we have steakhouse, and all these different things. So they go to this club, and it's meant to be the hot spot, right? Now Neil tries to flex his power and money, can't get in, but Jason, oh, he gets them in, right? Now." You know, you see those situations, right, where people pretend to have fun, but you can clearly see people pretending to have fun, you know, or the fake dancing, right? That's what the nightclub scene really felt like, right? we had them come in and, oh, oh, my God, this is the best night ever, and you're just like, oh, what the fuck are these people doing, man? You know what I mean? It just looked fake, right? It it, it wasn't a scene of people just having fun, kicking back, right? Now, Mangrove, right? Mangrove from last year. You know, small axe, and it was just... No, 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 it wasn't Mangrove. Was it Mangrove? Yes, no, it was Mangrove, right? Because, yes, that's the one where it was just a night at the house party, and everyone dancing in the house party, you felt they were having that fun, right? That felt so real. You know, the the music, the sound system, face, everyone partying, it felt like a vibe, right? And, And there's other films that have been able to capture a great nightclub scene. You know, some of them, the nightclubs are way too empty. This one, again, real empty. There's too much space like you there's never that much space in a pop in nightclub you know it's but when you're saying now there could be space and you could you know not always that full but you're having a great time i've been in them spots right but when you're showing there's a queue outside this is the space to be but then there's all this yeah it doesn't quite add up but they're in this nightclub and everyone's like, all these girls are coming up to the guys and, you know, f- kissing them and be like, have you got more? Have you got more? Right? And everyone's just like, "Uh, Coke? I'm getting Coke weed? I eat? And the girls are like, no, no urge. We got urge. Right? But again, it, it's that thing where you'd be like, okay, be sexy. And people just over top, like, row, row, you know what I mean? And they just like, yo, what are you, what are you doing? Oh. So there's a lot of that, there's a lot of that, right? And uh, yeah, Jason, he he's, he stumbles across this dealer who's got this drug, and. You know, look, they've seen how difficult, because no one else has got the drug. Everyone's clamoring for this thing, but no one can get it. So you can see how difficult it is to get it, but then he's being all a dick to the dealer. And you're just like, nah, man, like, you you wouldn't do that, right? You want to get your shit, and you want to get it at a good price. So you're going to keep the dealer sweet. You know, I mean? Once you got it and paid, then you could make an arsehole remark if you're, you're not coming back. But, you know, it, it was just like, wait, what? What the fuck? This, nah, this don't play like that, man. But yeah, so he gets this drug and he's told, okay, the one rule is you can only take it once, right? No other rules, just it. Only take it once. So he takes the drug to his friend and they all do it well okay, jason took it with the dealer he's not having any effects so he says but all his friends are now it, yeah things that happen later on do make this sequence you wonder about it you know <coughs> oh gosh but I know, man, it, it, yeah, as you said, there's a lot of inconsistencies here. Hey, Pierce Brosnan, he's a drug dealer, he's done that. Now, you can see Pierce is having a whale of a time. He is ham-sisty. You know I mean? If, if you are halal, you don't want to watch Pierce Brosnan in this film because phew, he's really poking it up. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I mean it's it's OTT, but fuck it. You know what I mean? Like no one else is really giving you the other performances aren't really like no one's killing it. All right? everyone's just I mean I don't there doesn't really seem much with the script to be honest. You know, there's no real development with the characters. We learn a few things about them, but it's all just that typical stuff that you would expect, right? There's nothing necessarily unique or new here. But, yeah, they have to, they take drugs, they have a great time, and obviously now they want more, right? You know, Neil's got all this stuff planned, but all they want to do is take more drugs. Now, what's confusing, something that was so hard to get, no one could get, now it seems you can just buy it all up, right? Which, yeah, that doesn't make any sense, you know? But you can imagine what happens. Everything just goes awry. All goes right, all goes crazy. And we just see these more and more ridiculous scenes of people getting messed up, right? Getting messed up. Now, there's one scene with um, one of our characters and she goes crazy with some cake. She's just like, oh, she takes a hit and now she just wants cake. And she's eating all this cake, shoving it in her face, putting it all over herself and all of this. And we go away, we come back to her, and she's supposedly fallen asleep face first in the cake. But when she brings her face up, there's no cake on her actual face, right? So if you're face first asleep in the cake, and you get up and you're like, (gasps) you know, acting like you couldn't breathe, your face would be covered in cake. There's no cake on her face. You know, like, say what? Doesn't add up, kid. But hey-ho, these things happen. But yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's kind of what you would expect. But you hope for more, right? You hope for more. You hoped it was going to be a cross between human traffic and, I don't know, something crazy. The island or something like that. I don't know. But it, it just falls a bit flat, you know, the, these things happen, like, someone gets run over, and the character is, and people go to help, and the character's like, no, 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 stay back, and you're like, but you're not a doctor, right, so you know no more than any of these people, like, why would you be stay back when they've gone in to try and help, right, it, there's just so many... Ludicrous things, people lifting weights and lifting heavy. So the RAMs would be burnt out to a point, but then we see them do some more shit. And you're like, well, I don't know if I'm buying that, man. I don't know. It's a it's a weird film, to be honest with you. It is very odd. It's uh you know, it's 90 minutes. So if you just want to throw something on maybe that you don't have to think about, maybe you check out urge. But go in with very low expectations. If you go in with very low expectations, I think that might help any enjoyment you may get. But yeah, be warned. It is not the uh the drug of pleasure that it it tries to bill itself as, I don't know, you you give it a whirl and see what you think people, because, you know, uh, we all have different tastes, Um, so yeah, you may very well enjoy it. So it's on Amazon Prime in the UK, it's showing it's new, it's not new, but hey ho, it's a film, so yes, Urge question is do you have any <laughs> uh, okay people so now we got our second film of the day and that is infinite all right it's a uh, yeah it's an Amazon Studios thing I believe um, so yeah let's get with it People, so um interestingly enough, we have another film uh from Antonio Farouk this week, and it, it definitely sets up a good contrast with the uh with the last one. So this film is called Infinite. Yes, uh it's Based on a book, right? It's an adaptation from the uh, Reincarnationist Papers by D. Eric Malik Razaz. I think that's what it's called. Um, So then Todd Stein refined the story and Ian Shaw wrote the screenplay. Our producers on the piece are Lorenzo Di Bortatura, Mark Vahadian, uh, Mark Huffin, John Zakamiri, Mark Wahlberg, and Stephen Levison. Cinematography is Muro Fiorg. It's edited by Conrad Buff. Music is Harry Gregson Williams. Um, and its cast. Well, we got Mark Wahlberg as Evan McCully. Um, also Henrik Treadway. Oh my gosh. Uh, um Dylan O'Brien also plays another iteration of Treadway as well. We have uh Chetway Lergefor as Bathurst. Rupert Friend also plays an iteration of Bathurst. Uh, we've got Sophie Cookson as Nora Brightman. Jason Martazokas as the artisan. Toby Jones as Brian Porter. Uh, Johannes Hakor Johanneson as Kovic. Liz Carr as Garrick. Kay Alexander as Trace. Tom Hughes as Abel. Joanna Ribera as Leona. Wallace Day as Agent Chin and Rafaela Campion as Jin Yu. All right, so the gist of the film is this right? It says it's a sci fi action adaptation that examines the concept of reincarnation through remarkable visuals and well established characters who need to use their memories and past. learnt skills to ensure the future is protected from infinites that seek to end all life on the planet. So yeah. There you go. There you go. I mean whew. if if I was to say this was a <laughs> actually I don't want to be bad. Don't want to be bad, right? Now, listen, if you just want crazy action, then I'm sure this will suffice for you. I mean, it really does kind of fit into, you know, Farouk's other other work, right? When you think of him, you think of just, yeah, so, the uh, just crazy action stuff, right, you know I mean, because when you think about all the stuff he's done, I mean, training day was very good, you know, King Arthur, meh, shooter, Olympus has fallen, the equalizer films, just not, not necessarily the best, you know what I mean? Like there's explosions and all of that. You know what I mean? It, it, yeah. You think okay, it it works for that, but only that, right? There's there's not much else there, which is a, which is a shame, you know. I think. His original film where he started off, The Replacement Killers was okay, you know, that wasn't a bad one, it wasn't a bad one at all, but, yeah, I it, so we start off with car chases, the, like these elaborate car chases, which essentially you do wonder, Do we need this? (laughs) You know what I mean? But it's a long-ass car chase with two kind of simultaneous car chases happening at the same time. We then get this crazy stunt, which you do kind of think, um, why? Like, where does this lead? (laughs) You just look at where this character is left and you just think, all right, but what do you do now, right? Where do you go from here? So we have this, and then just this other crazy stuff happens. But uh we know they're trying to protect this thing called the egg, and uh, you know, obviously, because we go. I will find you. So we we know. Okay, so and then from the title, you kind of figure these people they'll come back a, again, right? They'll come back again. So. We then are with Evan, you know, and he's kind of, you know, he's taking tablets to try and keep his mind right. We see him at a restaurant trying to get a job, which doesn't go very well. But it's just like the reason it doesn't go very well, you kind of think they didn't, would they really know all that information? You know? And then if that's the case, they wouldn't have called him in. You know, so it seems a weird one. It seemed a weird situation to have there because it doesn't really do anything for the story. Right? But it's funny because we have him talking about going, oh, I'm so broke, I need money. And then next thing we see him making a sword. <laughs> and he's just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. If you're broke, how are you doing this? Like, how did you pay for all the equipment? Like, what? But as he's doing the sword, he's kind of giving us more information. You know what I mean? Like, oh, have you ever known how to do anything? But wonder where these skills come from? You know, he's just like, okay, okay. And we see him go to deliver the sword to get money. Like, you know, this situation isn't going well. And it just seems like a, a, you know, it seems to show us how bad this dude is, right? That's what we have here. And it gets to the police station and everything then goes crazy. Everything goes crazy. But we have this thing at the police station where they're driving cars inside the police station. And you just think. Like, what are we doing here? Like, what, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, what's, what's happening? This is ridiculous. It's, it's just ridiculous, right? Um, but it, it, it just sets the tone for the film, right? When you see stuff like that, you're like, okay, <laughs> I don't need to turn my brain on for this. this one, I'm on autopilot right now. You know what I mean? I'm going to sit back. I'm just going to let the shit flow over me. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we we have that happen, and now he's introduced to the full world. Right? Introduced to the full world and the different concepts and everything like that involved. Which kind of don't necessarily make any sense. You know, we got Brohurst. He's his main goal was you'd be like, okay, did we look at other ways to do this thing? But you are like, fine, that's your goal. How have you convinced all the other people around you to be down with this? You know, because that's the big thing. You, you can be like, okay, I, I could buy this one character maybe thinking this thing, but how have they convinced these other people to go along with it, Hmm. right, that's something we never know, because it's like, has he told him the truth, has he lied to them, what's the deal here, so there is all of that, um, it, we, we do so many cliches in here, you know, like, the small guy has to fight the this huge guy and on paper you look at him and be like, oh, the big guy clearly is gonna win, but the small guy wins, and it is it, is is it's that moment where it's just like oh, he's gonna kill him, and then someone's goes like, stop, and then he's and you're just like, Oh, okay, all right, we're doing that, we're doing that. Yeah, that and it, it was I find it amusing in films where the bad guys have Thousands of hench people. The good guys have none. It's like, they have none. But they basically just take out all these henchmen time and time again. You just think, surely, these bad guys who seem to have an infinite, yes, I said amount of money, Um they buy shit contractors. You know what I mean? Because it's just like, all of these people, and they can't kill these other motherfuckers. You know? I, I, you have those scenes where one person is really injured, but they still kick the ass of someone else who isn't. You know, it's just full of all of that. The other crazy thing I kind of thought about this one, though, is... So, you, well, there's two things, right? Firstly, future, right? It's that whole future tech thing. Um and, you, you know, they're meant to believe that there's these certain things, you know, they can do these certain powers, and they've got these computers that show 3D mapping, and, you know, you can do all of these things. But then other stuff, it's no different, right? They put him in these tanks to get his memory back, which... Kind of look like radio, uh, radio thingy machines, you know MRI machines, right? And you just think it's the future, right? So why the fuck would these be the same? Why would these essentially be MRI machines? Wouldn't they be smaller? Wouldn't it be? You know what I mean? It, it, it it's just yeah, it, it's that. All right, we're gonna show the future, but we could only show you things that we could. You know, in vision, and we've seen similar, right? You know, we saw it in Star Trek, and just everything. And it, you just kind of roll your eyes a little bit, like, really? That's that's a thing, right? Oh, one point. There's a guy. One one scene in a, uh, a gambling spot, and the guy's sitting at the table holding an iPad now. I don't frequent gambling spots. But I imagine they don't want you on a night, because, you know, you could be doing anything. (laughs) They're thinking you're cheating. Like, they're not going to let you do, it it was something like, wait, what the fuck is this? But, yeah, we have disposed future. These infinites. Now, I don't you know what I mean? I'm not like, oh, every film needs to have like this number of black people, this number of Asian people, this number. That that's not the thing here. But it's just if you're you're, you're supposed to show in this future, where is the diverse? Like, are we meant to believe that the only people who get these powers are white? Right? I mean, you had Chipway. And you had, um, you know, Braulhurst and Trace were the only minorities in the group. And you're just like, really? Like, really? <laughs> it just You're just kind of like, so only white people get these powers? Like, what the fuck is going on here? You know? It, it, it's just, you're, you're meant to be showing this broad sweep you know, even in these remote bases and all of this, but yeah, you're only showing people that look all very similar. It was, it was a, it was a weird one. It was a weird one, but you know, um, yeah, it is it, just you know, it is like just the cliches, man. Like the bad guys know where the good guys' bases are having all that tech, but not knowing you've been infiltrated. You you just be like, wait. What how would you not know just that constant oh, you guys go, I'll stay here and die and you just you, why what are we doing? what are we doing like the whole Toby Jones bit at the beginning was pretty point like the character had no depth character was pointless. And again, when you're talking about future tech, surely voice recognition would have been up in there. You know what I mean like how is some voice recognition where you just says the word and it's done rather than have to do it manually, you it, it, it it's just weird. It was weird. But as I said, if you if you like the big explosions. If if that's your thing, then yeah, I I I've, I kind of feel you'll enjoy this. You know, because it does have big explosions, chases, a lot of fight scenes. I mean, they're not necessarily the best fight scenes. You know what I mean? But yeah, you know, it is what it is. But uh, yeah, if if that's your thing, and you don't mind some hammy acting, for the reason, oh my gosh, everyone just hams, right? No, no, everyone just seems like they phoned it in a little with this one. You mean just phoned it in a little bit? But hey, if you if you're up late night like myself, and you just want to. Spare that time, and you've got Amazon Prime Then, uh, yeah, the infinite Well, not the, it's just infinite May very well work for you, alright people So, uh, there you go Okay people, and our final film of the day Final film, new Netflix joint, and it is a the guilty. So um, have we saved the best of us? laughs? Well, you be the judge, people. Let's all right, people. Um, yo. So there's a new film just hit Netflix called The Guilty. And whoo! People, people, people. Hey, this is something, right? Because it's set basically within one room. I mean, technically mm, two, maybe three if you count the toilets. But yeah, it's mainly just in one room. And that is a police call operating room. Now, I have to say... Firstly, a police court operating room looks completely different to what you envision it to look like. I don't know. I kind of... In my head, you think banks and banks and banks of desks, right? Not many desks at all. Not many desks at all. So um, it's kind of crazy. But, yeah, it, it's just set within this one, this space. So, um, yeah, let's, uh, you know, it is directed by Anton Farouk, you know what I mean, which I definitely think this is a good film for him, because it shows his range, you know, as I think we know him for, like, the Fast and the Furious stuff, I mean, he did do Training Day, right, which is, you know, a grittier film, but this, this really shows his ability to tell different types of stories, So, yes, so he directed. um, Nick uh, Pizzolotto um, wrote the screenplay. So, it's actually an adaptation of a 2018 Danish film of the same name, which was um, directed by Gustav Muller, who co wrote it with Emil Niggard. Alberton. Um and it was muller's first film. You know, won a number of awards. okay, And yeah, just watching this, like the idea, the concept, it is very good. So that's not bad for your debut film. Haven't seen the Danish version, I will mm. say, but you know, um, so producing this for Rook, uh, he produces Along with Kat Sarmik, Scott Greenberg, uh, Sventa Merkina, Michael Levak, David Haring, Gary Michael Waters, David Levak, uh, River Marker, and Jake Gillenhall. Um, yeah, I mean, it visits through, uh, his nine stories production company, along with Farouk's Farouk films. Um, cinematography is Maz Makhani, uh, edited by Jason Ballaratine. Uh, music is Marcelo Zavos. Um... And yeah, it's it's only ninety minutes, which is definitely a, it's good, right? Because I think with something like this, you can't go too long, because you can't lose people's interest. So it has to be of a, a good enough length for it to be believable, right? But not just not too long. And yeah, I think ninety minutes perfect time, perfect time. So our Cast, um, we got Jake Gillenhall, he plays Joe Baylor, he's a police um operator. Um, we've got Christine Vidal, she's Sergeant Denise Wade, and we got Adrian Martinez, he's Manny. So we, we see these characters now. There's a whole heap of voices that we hear, right? So we have Emily Lighton, who is voiced by Riley Keough. We have her ex-husband, Henry um, Henry Fisher, and he's voiced by Peter Sarsgaard. We have Rick, who is um, Joe's partner, um, police partner, and he's voiced by Ellie Gores. We've got Sergeant Bill Miller, voiced by Ethan Hawke. Divine Joy Randolph voices a CHP dispatcher. Um, so, yeah, like um, Ms. Joe has to talk to her to get police to send cars out and whatnot. All right, so um. We've got Henry and Emily's daughter, Abby, voiced by Christina Montoya. Um, We've got Officer Tim Gervasi voice David Cassandana. Um, Bo Knapp voices Drew Nash. Edie Patterson is Catherine Harbour. Uh, Paul Danu. Is Matthew Fontanot? Uh, Gillian Zinza is Jess Baylor, Uh Joe's ex-wife. Um, and I thought so, right? Because we get a, a a nightclub caller, and it's Bill Burr, right? You, you, I heard the voice. And I was like, I swear, was that Bill Burr? Was that Bill Burr? And it was Bill Burr. It's great. It's great. Just a small little bit. But it's great. Um, Dylan Lane, he's a cyclist. And Marlene Fort, she's um, a caller about a house fire. So the gist of the film is this. It takes place over the course of a single morning in a 911 dispatch call center. Call operator Joe Baylor tries to save a caller in grave danger. But he soon discovers that nothing is as it seems. And facing the truth is the only way out. Ooh, sounds a little ominous, right? So, you know, we we start and we have Joe, right? Joe at the desk taking calls. And, like, straight away, you kind of sense there's something going on. Right, and um, when I say there's something going on, I mean that uh, Joe, he's very di- he's distracted, he's irritated, there's frustration there, anger. You know, he's taking the calls. It's like he doesn't want to be taking these calls. He's snapping at the colleagues. Right, it's it's kind of like he ain't a people person. Ain't a people person, but there are references to um, a court case that's taking place the next day, and he's going to be back on the street, back on the street real soon, right? So, we know some of this is stress about this case, we don't know what the case is. You know, we we also get a, a caller from a reporter who um, calls a few times during it. Um, she's trying to get his side of the story and all of this. So there's all of this going on. And, yeah, he, he's taking his calls, and he's a kind of a dick. You <laughs> know I mean? Kind of a dick, right? And through all of this, we get him... I don't know, like, because he's got an inhaler, but I don't know if some he's getting these panic attacks. I think mean, he, he references that he's not sleeping very well, and we we kind of get everything slows down a little, and you know, it's like um the the noise in the place kind of goes to back. Around and we just get him like holding his head, but like you know, trying to focus, or he completely just zones out. And you know, his colleagues are, like shaking him, and then it's just like, you know, so oh, oh, what's going on? Oh, and it, instead of just being like, yo, so it's like, yo, me. what you know, what I mean, it's just very aggy, very aggy, but you're just like, yo, what the is going on. And so when this call from Emily comes through, right, it's um, you know, she's taking time to answer. He's like, 911, no, dispatch, how can I help? And he's not getting anything. And then when he gets her, it's it's weird, right? It's and he just he's gonna hang up. And then he kind of is a bit like, wait, hold on. And you have him kind of realize something isn't right about this call. Right? So we have him work this shit out. And he's like, oh, okay, okay. And so we have him trying to get her to, you know, give him information. But then he's trying to do it in a coded way. Like, um... Just say, just say your daughter's name, or say, "Hey, I'm here." But if, if this is the answer, you know what I mean. So it's all of this, and it's very interesting, right? And hey, I've referenced this film a lot, right? But it goes back to that 2000 film, Buried, starring Ryan Reynolds, where he's trapped in the coffin. And he's got a phone and he's trying to speak to the police operator to get help. And, you know, it it basically just set in this coffin. But it's so compelling. And this is so compelling. Right? We had that film Oxygen at the, I believe it was the beginning of this year, right? Which, that was interesting. That was interesting. That was decent. But... Yeah, I think this is just really nails it, right? This is so interesting. And I think a lot of it is sold on Gillenhold, right? He was, we have to believe that he is this asshole, but he now really needs to help this woman. And we, we kind of, through it, understand that in him helping her, it's helping him in a way, right? We don't know why, but we get the sense that he needs to make sure she's okay. I mean, now, nah. <laughs> she not be, I mean, general, know, I say Joe, right? Joe not being a, you know, People person, I mean, that's how it seems. Sometimes his way of helping is not great, right? You just think, Yo, why did you say that? Like, don't say that, say the other thing. The other thing works better in this situation. Don't say, Don't let your anger get in control of you. Like, what are you doing? And so you are with him, you are there like being like, yo you need to talk this person down, or you need to get this information like, what are you doing, what are you doing Joe, you know what I mean and I think mean, we, we see him change throughout this, I mean it's an interesting one, because we see him change but we also, still he's a dick now as the film, you know, moves on and evolves, it does become interesting because I think we, we do learn more on what happened and the impact it's having on other people, right? His wife, his partner. Um, but I think some of it you do wonder, Oh, is there a PTSD kind of situation here? You know what I mean? So you then do wonder that. So the, the more you learn, you're wondering, okay, how much of this is reality? How much is based on him be trying to cope and understand what's happening on the phone, right? And how much of it is Possibly PTSD, so it it becomes this really layered, nuance piece, and you are in fraud, right? You are just locked in to find out what's going to happen, and and, it, and it's very interesting. And at the end, you kind of get the these, you know, the people around him, right? That they have these different reactions to what happened you know so i i think there's you know there's stuff from that but then it just you know things get a little yeah and you're just like yo what and so there is a resolution at the end of the film right we do get that but it that you do still wonder Right? There is still a thing at the very end where you are wondering, like, huh. Okay. But was it, could it have been? I wonder. So, it's, yeah, it's really, I really enjoyed this. You know, the cast, everyone, the voice actors, the the, the actors and actresses that we actually see, yeah, they they really They do a good job. Even, you know, there's not maybe a whole heap of depth in some of these characters, but you don't necessarily need it. You know what I mean? Like, they're serving as a device, and so what they give us, it works, right? It fits this need perfectly. So, you know, I I think if you enjoyed... Buried. If you enjoyed oxygen, um, there's that. There was that police one, right? That they did. A, they did um, one in the UK, one in Germany, I think. One in France. I feel there was another couple of countries. There's been two seasons. Thing is, the call center, something like no interrogation room. It's not called the inter. Oh, I forget what it's called, but it's basically set within interrogation rooms right, which is super compelling too, so if you enjoyed that show, I feel the, the guilty, you will definitely dig it, you will definitely dig this one, man, Um I'm kind of intrigued to know how the Danish one went, I did read the synopsis, and it, it, it seems to follow basically the same lines, although they have changed some of it towards the end, but uh, yeah, I, I feel if you like all of that stuff, people, then you will definitely like this, right? So, um, you know, all you have to do, head over to uh, Netty Flicks and go check it out. And hey, as I said, it's 90 minutes and people, honestly, I don't think you're going to be disappointed. I think you will dig this and um, yeah, be really... Really enthralled by the performance Gyllenhaal Hall because it's a really good performance that just lets you know, hey, homie ain't lost a step. Really ain't. So uh yeah, there you go, people. To guilty you know you know, Okay, people. So yeah, we're 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 at that time. We're coming to a close on another episode. But before we do, let's take a look at uh, you know what's going down in the world of film. All right. So um, yeah, Stephen Knight out doing press for uh, you know Spencer and the whatnot. Um. And he was on a panel at the London Film Festival where he revealed that um, he's writing a Peaky Blinders movie. Yeah. You know, the SIP season, they filmed that, so that's going to air next year. And then after that, they will go into production on a film which will then, you know I mean, round it all out. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of weird, right? I, I, sometimes with programs like this and Luther, you wonder is there the appeal for a movie? I don't know, but we'll, we'll see what happens. You know? Um Yeah, I've only watched season one. I enjoyed it. Ain't gonna lie. I just, yeah, just haven't got round to um I don't know. I, I, I wasn't compelled to watch anymore, but you know, I, I'm sure I will at some point. So, uh, you know, they are rebooting Hellraiser. And Jamie Clayton has landed the uh, the, the key role of Pinhead. Right? Um, yeah, Clyde Baker is coming on board as a producer. Um, you've also got... Um, Odyssey Azoin, uh, Brandon Flynn, Goran Vizjik, Drew Starkey, Adam Fazian, uh, Afoy Hines, Selina uh, Selena Lowe, and uh, Hayam Abbas starring in the piece. Right, so uh, the script is from uh ben collins luke and luke uh Pitorsky. right so they wrote the script and um david s gower supposedly came up with this new uh this new take so uh, yeah i don't know I, I don't think i've actually seen any hellraiser to be honest Um, so uh, yeah also right we have um, got a new film from Sam Raimi Um, it's called Boy Kills World it's going to be starring Bill Skisgard uh, Samara Wearing and Johan Rubian right Um, so yeah they're leading it it is uh, set in a dystopian Fever dream reality. Scarguard plays a deaf mute named Boy with a vibrant imagination. You know what I mean? When his family is murdered, Boy escapes to the jungle and is trained by a mysterious shaman. To repress his childish imagination and become an instrument of death. So uh, yes, there you go. Uh, it's going to be directed by Mortis Lua, uh, with Arend Ramirez And Tyler Burton Smith writing the script. All right. So, next up, people, um, talked about his latest film, The Guilty, but Jake Hillenhall has already got a new project, right? He's teamed up with Sam Hargrave and they're going to be adapting Profit, right? Which is a, a loop. of Luke, a uh, Rob Liefeld comic book. Uh so uh yeah, Gillenhill will be playing John Prophet, a man conscripted by the Germans near the end of World War II and subjected to scientific experiments that gave him superhuman strength. After a bom- bombing buries him alive and traps him. Underground for 20 years. He reawakens in 1965. The world has moved on without him. His daughter resents him, and the KGB agents are after him to create super soldiers from his blood. So, uh, yeah, Mark Guggenhagen is going to be writing the script um, with Rob Liefeld, Jeff. Uh, Robinov, John Graham, Adrian Asker, and Brooklyn Weaver producing the piece. Uh, so also, people, um, you know, we, we the Obamas signed the big production deal, like a whole heap of other people over at Netflix, and one of their um get things coming out is going to be called Rustin, right? It is a biopic of uh, Bayard Rustin, you know, the uh, acclaimed, influential civil rights and gay rights activist. So, uh, yeah, in this one, we are going to have Coleman Domingo, uh, Aldra McDonald, Glenn Turman, and chris rock they're all going to be starring in it um so yeah the obamas are producing um george c wolf he's gonna direct it um, and he co-wrote the script with dustin lance black bruce cohen and Tonya Davis are also going to be producing with the Obamas. So, uh, yeah, we have that. And let's end with this, people. So, um, you know, Universal Pictures bagged Christopher Nolan's new film, which was about, um, you know, uh, oh my God. My mind is just. Whew, gone completely blank um Robert Oppenheimer you know J. Robert Oppenheimer uh, so the film is originally being called Oppenheimer I mean I I imagined it was probably going to be called that anyway but uh yes and Cillian Murphy has been tasked with bringing Oppenheimer to the big screen. So, um yeah, they've also set the 21st of July 2023 as the release date for uh, this film about the father of the atomic bomber, which, uh, yeah, I mean, Nolan, he doesn't really let you down, does he? So, I am looking forward to this one, and we've got a couple of years to wait. So, uh, yeah, people... That is it. We are done for another week. Um, well, are we? Not quite. Because as mentioned, this is a two-parter. So, people, go over, check out part two because we've got a review and an interview. It's a great one. So, yeah, people, go take a look right now. All right? Peace. <sighs>